welcome to the Nerd and All Geek podcast, a special bonus episode where this week we're talking to Sean Morley, comedian turned Twitch streamer. Sean, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you for having me on thank, the pod. Thank you for joining. I um, I've, I've obviously chatted to a few a few other people recently as well, uh, especially comedians turned Twitch streamers. I think it's 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 interesting to talk to them about uh, what they've done, especially over the course of the of the pandemic. Um, we've had Jane Edwards on in the past. We've had Fox Dog Studios. How how are you doing? I'd say I'm I'm broadly fine. Um, yeah. Definitely, I'm sure all of us during the whole pandemic era have had some pretty strong ups and downs at different points. But n- now I think is a better time than it has been. Definitely better than the winter. It's the on the up- nice. The vaccine rollout is happening. I found winter to be fucking dreadful. I really hate it. I think it was. I think a lot of people are going to put that down as one of the worst winters of their lives. Right? That was yeah, just absolutely. Such a hopeless time. What were you, you, you? You've been you've been you've started streaming in the past in the past year. Um, was, yes. Did you did yeah. you you carry on over winter as well, or like is is it just been a constant all the way through? How, how uh, did... I took one little well well being break around winter because I yeah. just couldn't mustered the energy. So I took I don't know half a month off, oh, yeah. which is only two weeks. But aside from that, yeah, I've streamed. But I've streamed at least once a week for a year, I think, God. and I stream basically twice a week now. Yeah, it's, that's that's and that's a lot of streaming. Like your streams going for like upwards of six hours sometimes. Like it's, that's that's a lot of time to be spending playing video games in an entertaining fashion. How how did you have the energy for that? Um. How do I have the energy for that? I mean, I don't consider it more tiring than doing a gig. I don't consider it more tiring than doing a show. Oh, really? Um, well, you've got to imagine that a show is a round trip with loads of travel and stuff involved. So even though oh, yeah. if you do a show, you know, and obviously an Edinburgh show is the longest a comedian's really expected to do, right? Which is like 50 minutes. And the shortest is around 10 minutes. But that kind of pales in comparison to like <laughs> the effort of like, Leaving a house and yeah. going anywhere for any reason, and the rising yeah, process like as well ahead London, of time, I suppose. Yeah, like working out what you're supposed to do, and if you've got any tech, and like who else is on, and working out what your travel is, and then like if I go down to London, which increasingly I was, that's a, mm. that's a that's more tiring than any stream. So, so I can sit for four hours in front of my <laughs> computer because really, I was gonna do that anyway. That's, that's what I would have been doing anyway. Have you been uh, so so? Uh, listeners may recognise Sean from uh, when you joined us for the Final Fantasy VII chats we did last year, which is just over a year ago now, uh, which feels wow crazy to me. Are you yeah? Are you playing games outside of streams, or or is that your game playing specifically focused on like stream stuff? Well, I barely play games in streams. I <laughs> yeah, well yeah, <laughs> you've you've got like this this. I mean, you've got like Minecraft, for example, which is which your Minecraft streams where you you're sort of playing Minecraft, but like with a specific hmm. backdrop. I, I suppose. I, I would go the other way. I'd say I'm barely playing Minecraft as much as I am doing a format sure. that involves a game. So I've had two long streams that have involved a game. One was Crusader Kings two. And one was Minecraft. And the the reasons those were chosen 
is because you can do a heck of a lot to make those games fit something else that you want to do. Yeah. And I've had a real, I've had a, a, a genuinely s- tough time psychologically trying to just play a game on stream. Something about it doesn't work for me. It doesn't I feel don't natural. like it. Right. You know, like like while you're playing the game and, and talking, I, I found anyway, I found it very, unless I was getting people specifically talking to me for me to bounce off of, the idea of playing a game in an ent- entertaining way became very difficult very quickly. I kind of don't know how you do... Well, so I've obviously got like a certain mindset, right? Because I've spent like a decade, I've spent my entire adult life yeah. thinking about doing live comedy performances. And so I've got loads of, I've got loads of like ideas about what my identity is as a performer, and how I can be interesting or, or stand out in a crowded marketplace of people doing different things. Sure. And so if I load up, for example, the Ocarina of Time, and my objective is to kill Ganondorf, what? Really? Can is there a, a a specifically Sean Morley way I can do that? Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there is. What 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 value am I specifically as a performer really able to add to Link collecting a bunch of emblems and killing Ganondorf? It goes, you know, I I, I didn't know what I could bring to that really. That makes sense. I mean, if we, if we go, if we start with like uh, your your comedy history, then as you mentioned, being doing comedy for ten years, how would you describe your style of comedy um, pre Twitch transition? I guess. Wow, I've loved having a year away from this question. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you do? Oh, what God, do you I don't do? Know. I. <laughs> it's, it's every comedian's I, worst question, I think. But for people who don't know you, I think it's beneficial. I guess I do a kind of like. Half improvised, high concept kind of performances where I'd um, I relied quite heavily on audience interaction. Yeah, but with a very strong feeling that like something's going wrong. Yeah. Something's going wrong. This this guy he's not having a good one. This isn't necessarily going well. Imagine you know. So Johnny Vegas has this kind of uh, vibe coming off him, right? He's always got like the. There's just someone's like an alcoholic on the stage and yeah. it's not going right. And he's and now he's like letting you into things that maybe he didn't mean to talk about. And I kind of think like this is like what if this is the millennial take on that, maybe. Yeah. It's like that's my best attempt to, to give a party description. Cause it's cause you you've done like um straight stand-up like shows where you're just sort of doing your stand-up yourself, and you've also got these these group shows which can become very um chaotic i think would be the best way to describe them yeah the, the glang show is that what the you're glang show, to? yeah yeah the glang show is it's like the logical conclusion of whatever philosophy guides or ties my performances together yeah in the glang show anyone can ask anything of any performer at any time and we try to accommodate every request and that slowly morphs the show into something that no one that no one could predict. And also, not to like denigrate it, but that no one would like want. No one would ask for this. <laughs> no one would ask for like all this chaos and noise and different things happening. No one would see it on a poster and be like, I want to go to that, absolutely. But 
it's it's more about the feeling that everyone's contribute to what's happening creates a certain vibe that you know watching someone on the stage give you their two cents about the way the world is or whatever <laughs> you know it's 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 so different it's such a different experience you're not really seeing a performance you're you're creating an environment where people can create a space where nonsense happens yeah um and that dovetails quite well into like what I ended up doing on Twitch because when I like started looking into how Twitch works, you have to you have to incentivize people to give you money for some reason, right? You don't want to. It's not ticketed, no, right? So you need to like give people something if they donate. So I've just kind of borrowed from the Glang Show and just be like, you guys can just constantly manipulate the flow of whatever's happening in some way big or small depending on what stream it is so you what what led you so with with twitch i mean obviously what led you to twitch is you want to still do some sort of performance during a pandemic and this is probably the the, the most accessible way to to do so but I, th- I think one of your first streams was the the meme machine is that right is that is that like where it, where my you first... started with twitch i can't remember what your first one was it was my that was my second stream. Right, okay. My first stream was Sean Morley's King Lear. Right, um, okay, yeah. Where because everyone was talking about like okay, because well, I think Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the, a pandemic. Maybe, right, okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe Shakespeare lived during the Black Death and people stayed inside or something. I'm not a Shakespeare expert, but, so I don't. I, I can't correct you or anything here. Let's go with yes, that is the case. Something like that, some 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 parallel. However, we I remember before. everyone like saying that at the start of the pandemic, like, "Oh, this is when everyone's going to create their best thing ever because that's when Shakespeare did King Lear or whatever." And I was kind of parodying that by saying, "Like, I'm going to write the greatest sitcom ever." Okay, yeah. Um, and people could donate to give me something to like to generate a list of things that I had to try and include in this sitcom, but I wasn't really committed to just doing that one idea and. Uh, what really the stream was about was a, a host of people Skyping into me, um, pretending to be my landlord <laughs> or representatives of my landlord, asking why I've not paid the rent. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Where where does that part come from? Like, like do, how how far ahead of like these streams are you are you planning things here? I ended so I did three streams that worked that way, which they all worked on. There was like a stated thing I was supposed to do. But really, I was just getting people to video call in under different pretenses, and the stream would like get a bit more chaotic over time. Up until I think in the last one, which was an ostensibly a sports commentary stream, <laughs> it was haunted by the ghost of my landlord. So we had to do a, an exorcism. So, so at some point um, in between stream two and three, the landlord died, or was there was there like a, a was there a plot here that you could follow if you're watching, or was it very much just sort of like almost improvised chaos here? Um, I don't know if she died actually, but she did oh. also haunt a stream. Right, there was a there was a through line, but I can't remember why she was a ghost <laughs> because I don't think she died. Okay, <laughs> she was just a ghost then. That's that's. I think it was revealed she was pretending to be a ghost to get me to pay the rent. I think that right. was it. That'll do it. I, if if anything would get me to pay rent, I think it would be ghost haunting. Well, no, I mean, it, it would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that that sort of threat. Because 
<laughs> dealing with the supernatural is is definite rent paying time. So you go from there and you go on to to Meme Machine, which is another yes. like really unique audience interaction based stream idea of people trying to help you create a new meme. Yeah, well, it came from realizing that I couldn't keep putting out streams of the complexity that I was. Right. Because I was like, I was like writing bits for people and writing a basic plot and constricting segments. And I could do, and it was roughly the same amount of time you put into doing our live show. And I think you can maybe make one or two of those a month, but maybe one sustainably. And I knew that Twitch doesn't want people streaming once a month. No. They want people streaming once a week. At um, least, yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't make one of those once a week. That that was too much work. Um so I had to find something a little bit more like you know, you can just smash them out a bit more. And so Meme Machine was that. Meme Machine was um Meme Machine was the idea that I was wanting to get viral making <laughs> yeah. memes. And I wanted to show that me making so easy, you can put anything through like the formula. It doesn't matter what it is. And it'll come out and it'll be an amazing meme. And I was so... This is how it started anyway. It sort of took a different different turn in the end. The idea was, I'm so good at making memes. You can send me anything. I'll just apply my patented formula and it will go viral. <laughs> and I, I, and to show that it wasn't, it wasn't like my own followers or anything, I'd just make a new fresh account called Best Memes UK... And everything we made would get posted there. And I'd incorporate every suggestion that came through via a donation and make sure that everything that is said is visually represented in the memes I'd make in, in one evening. Any, so any and suggestion at all would be incorporated? We never, we never had anything that was like, would disobey the terms of service. There's nothing I had to throw no. out. Um, the only reason that uh, I ended up moving off of that system is because the the stream got a bit too popular and I couldn't clear all the donations in one evening without staying up really oh, late. Oh, wow. And I, I didn't want to. A victim <laughs> it, of sometimes success. Sometimes it means like I had to go up to... Yeah, sometimes I was like, I won't be able to finish all these without staying up past midnight and I don't want to. <laughs> uh, so I changed the rules. <laughs> what, were, what were the rules changed to? That they all go into like a tombola and I just fish some out. I just fish a random amount out. Okay, so people will be so donating I, for the for the chance to have their their idea sort of included. Yeah, and that your your idea will stay in that tombola. Like it, it, the tombola, the contents of the tombola remain between streams. Right. Okay. So it will come out eventually, and also you know if someone puts something in, does it come out? Hey, you you could watch the next one. It might come out then. You know. So got, that also True. encourages people to keep coming back as well, uh, which which is. Good, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's what. What so was there a point where that stopped then? Like, we had to be like, okay, guys, this is gonna be the last one, no donations, or no, well, no ideas, or, or they definitely won't be included. The mean machines on hiatus at the moment, and the reason is is because I ended up making it so complicated that it was about as much work as the old ones I tried to <laughs> I'm sensing move a away from. Here. Well, I had all these ideas that I thought were really funny that I'd like to kind of develop a world that this was taking place in, that I was in this office. Um, 
And then I thought it'd be really funny because I was saying, you know, because it was COVID, I was saying everyone's cleared out now. So I've just got the run of this office and I just made myself like this very nice, like open working space to say, yeah, I'm just heading down to London every morning, going to my office to make memes for uh, a creative design agency. But then I was saying people would do it. It's when people talk about doing phased return and every employee that came in, it was just a different gif of Mr. Bean and everyone who worked there was Mr. Bean. And I'd start off, you know, when you do like a little pre-stream where you're not quite starting whatever the stream is about, you're just chatting, that would take place on the tube. Right. And I'd have a mask on, like I'd be masked up for outside. And the tube was just full of Mr. Beans moving (laughs) slightly in parallax with the tube as it sort of bumps between stations. That's not an easy thing to just make. Like that, that sounds like it requires like animation, green screening effects of some sort. Just to get that all working effectively. Yes, it was just a Premiere Pro project of keyframing a lot of Mr. Beans. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not the um, easiest thing to use. I, I use Premiere Pro quite a bit. And it, it's, it's, I find it quite um, tricky at the best of times. Well, if you think <laughs> you've not had anything yet, that was nothing. <laughs> so, so, so what, where does it go from there? I had this idea that really made me laugh. And of course, that means I'll have to make it. And yeah. I, like, you know, it's it's the middle of the pandemic. I've got nothing else on. So I think, well, I'll just, I'll just do it. And I thought it'd be really funny if I have a boss and <laughs> the boss is really cruel to me. Like I'm like the long suffering worker of this boss. Cause I always think that's a funny dynamic to yeah. be in, but also that the boss has to sign off on the memes. <laughs> and so I make the memes, but then the chat goes to, um, to the boss's office and they need to like pitch the memes and the boss is just reading the memes and go because the memes never make any sense right they're just random words oh yeah they are, they out are of a hat. it's just it's just nonsense memes that don't make any sense so then the boss reads them and they go i don't <laughs> i don't get it what are you doing? <laughs> i don't get it yeah what is this but of course the problem was well who's the boss then because i'm the only one here right i'm not i'm not making this like a a multi I'm not getting an actor in to be the boss that it's kind of awkward because they'd because they'd have to just sit in patiently except for the very minor times in like a three and a half hour window when I need them yeah so it'd have to be me in some way and the only way I could think of of representing myself physically differently was uh how vtubers do it right which is where this 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 blonde sort of anime character comes into the into play yeah, my boss was an anime girl, yeah, called Jeanette Wales. And I set up a filter that would pitch shift my voice up about an octave. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so you whenever do. you go into the office, it's Jeanette. And uh, and Jeanette is, like, really mean, but also she's, like, a gun and She's obsessed with – she's a gun collector. She collects rifles. Um. And she's threatening to say, if the memes don't pick up in quality, she's going to shoot me. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm making it from then on, I'm making these memes. <laughs> but, but I'm scared for my life. <laughs> and, I, and I'm there picking stuff out of the hat and I'm going, these don't make any sense. This won't make a good meme. And then I'll die. <laughs> How did the audience? And I'm like, like blaming them. Your audience? How did they? Were they on board with this? Because I imagine you, you you announced Meme Machine, and I don't know what your audience was like um, when you went into Switch, but I'm 
did you like pick people up along the way? Have people come into this expecting specifically we're going to create some memes? Or are they all sort of on board with the the Sean Morley brand of humour that they're going to be getting? I, I picked up a lot of people on the sheer, like, what is going on? Because people yeah. would come in. People would come in, they're like, oh, it's a Photoshop stream, you're making a meme. Like, I, I get what's happening. But then when they go to meet the boss, they always <laughs> go like, what is happening? What is this? Hang on, I thought I understood what this was. What, yeah. What's happening now? And how did they uh, how did it react? Like, um, I mean, if people... You never find out about the people who just go, this is too weird, and then click off, no, right? Because they're not. not too active in the chat. But but we were seeing steady growth over time. Um, well, that's good. And then I and then I realised I was making it too complicated. So there was this subplot <laughs> that the beans the the beans wanted a union, and she was suppressing the union. So the beans were turning anarchist. The beans and yeah, the beans. You know the Mister Beans. Oh, of course, the Mister Beans. Of right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry. I'm so used to playing the character where I'm so it's so it's so like normalized that I work with Mr. Beans that I just call them the beans. <laughs> Which of course to outsiders, you know No sense whatsoever. Not right. Yeah. Yeah, just me and the beans. Um and so slowly like there was like more graffiti starting in the office and the office was getting like wrecked. And it all led up to this frankly in insane season one climax where Jeanette Wales was uh trapped she was trapped in a cage in the supply cupboard the yeah. beans were going mad and then I got um a, a friend of mine to play my new boss who everyone thought was going to be better like oh we got a new boss finally we deposed the bad boss who kept trying to shoot Sean in the head except yeah. except the new boss she her knowledge of memes doesn't go past like 2012 and she keeps wanting like <laughs> oh really al and impact font and uh cats on keyboards and she just hasn't seen a meme since before that era and everyone starts hating the new boss and they want the old boss back but then the, <laughs> the beans end up firebombing the whole place so i ended up building all these like catacombs underneath um underneath the the design company and then there's a bit where me and Jeanette um, make up and we might fall in love and we might kiss, but then a bean shoots her and she dies in my God. arms. Um, and then I die in the fire. <laughs> and then the new <laughs> boss, Josie, she's been picked up by the um, the beans who are now in like balaclavas and she's riding Nyan Cat, but then Nyan Cat is used to suicide bomb the entire building. And that's the end of season one. <laughs> where does this come from? Like what? <laughs> How do you have you ever considered that your ideas sometimes just expand like uncontrollably in a good way, of course? Like what? What do you? What do you do with that? Just try and go on hiatus. Yeah, <laughs> until you figure it out in the future. Maybe. Well, the worst. The worst thing was, and this is what this is what tells me this is like a problem with me, like a fundamental problem with me, is that yeah. I went, I learnt my mistakes. That was too complicated, and then I made a season two, which was supposed to be simple, and then it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> is this um, what leads into um, you doing Escape the North? Then, 
like a, a chance to to do these complex multi-level streams but with more people contributing to it than just yourself do you know i didn't think of it like that but recently i got someone to go and look at some of the meme machine stuff and they're like oh this is like prototype escape the north yeah and i never I thought thinking. of it that way but it, it it perfectly lines up on the same it's exactly the same sense of humor i think of just really strange ideas but taken very seriously right you know yeah you have to take them seriously within the universe everyone takes this very seriously but obviously anyone watching is like this is really stupid in in the season (laughs) two of me machine i i was on a desert island and so i thought there's nothing here you know there's nothing on this island i just make the memes on this computer that washed ashore with me and i always dressed in like a a work shirt that was always like crumpled up like I just it's my only clothes that I have and we'd look inside this coconut the coconut had all the uh, suggestions in it and we'd pull them out but then I formed this kind of uh bond with the coconut and then I found some nuclear waste because I was actually on Bikini Atoll which was one of the uh, nuclear testing sites yeah in, after World War Two, and then I start um I find I keep calling it fishing juice because whenever I put it in the water, all the fish die, and it helps me fish because I'm not very good at fishing. So I love the fishing juice. Um, and then I just said, oh, I'll just, I'll just drink the fishing juice, <laughs> and I get addicted <laughs> to it. And then and then we get another expansion of ideas. Slightly. And then it has to go immediately on hiatus because I can't keep yeah. up with the workload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have an amazing idea for season three. but I, Of course. But I, I just don't have the time. I I can't. I really want to. I really want to either make it or tell someone. But do you want to I'm say now it busy here? You're, you're welcome to. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. You okay. Just get it so, out of your head. Do you think that would be permitted? Do you know, I'm going to do it now. You've suggested it, and I'm impressionable yeah, enough good. just to do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So at the end of season two, right? I end up. I notice that the chat's really likes the coconut. Right? They love the coconut. <laughs> they say hello, coconut, and they put CC in the chat for for Coco. They love the okay. coconut. And so I decide my character hates the coconut. And eventually, <laughs> after a massive falling out, I throw the coconut into the fishing juice, which is, I never, my character doesn't know this and never realises it, but obviously it's nuclear waste. Yeah, of course. Um, and then the coconut turns out to be Jeanette, you know, for a reason that's never really explained. <laughs> but And then Jeanette comes back, but she's massive. She's the size of the whole island. And she just eats me straight away. Um, so that You're- I'm living inside of her, and she is the size of an island. Um, it, and it then feels <laughs> like you're approaching sort of some Evangelion level of stuff here. Yeah, that's fair. People weren't happy that you know I introduced Vor into the canon, um, but you just got to go. You just got to go with your instincts. But I want season three to be a full shot-for-shot remake of the original King Kong. <laughs> Where you start in New York, and because it's about like a filmmaker, right? And he wants new posters. Everything's in black and white, and he wants new posters for his newest film, but he hasn't got any ideas. So he's got to solicit memes from the chat to make posters. (laughs) And then they go on this voyage to find something amazing, and they need to like keep the the crew morale up with propaganda posters so they don't mutiny. But he needs to solicit, and they make a meme out of that. It's a, and then finally, of course. Um, 
you meet Jeanette, who's the King Kong stand-in yeah, for this story. Size of an island. Yeah, and, and we need to convince her to like, like be placid or come back, and then we do that through propaganda. Everything's just done through propaganda. Everything has to have <laughs> images. Everything has to have like it's an episode of King Kong where you think like what's a fifth of the arc of King Kong, but for some reason a central character needs uh, an idea for <laughs> an image that that fits on an A4 piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, hey, again, that means yeah, she's going to get back it, to New York and she's going to kidnap <laughs> me, maybe, and go up and up a building. And, sure, and all the pilots need to have images to show her from the little attack <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> Things that might calm her down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is so much effort. And lockdown's ending soon. <laughs> I know, and I don't know when I can do it. It's kind of why I want to just expunge the idea. But yeah. it'd be so good. It'd be so funny. But but it's so insular. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is a plot where you have to have seen season one. I did season one last summer. It, you can't do you that can't on Twitch. Watch it again it's now. not for that. Right? Can, you, yeah, can I, you still watch these? I had not started saving things to YouTube properly. I've no. got the end of season one. You can watch the last three episodes of season one, which are, you get the idea from it. All of season two is online now. Right. Okay. So people could catch up if they wanted to watch however many three hour long streams. Which is mostly me on Photoshop going, how do I make this kind of image blend mask? How do I do that? Do I want luminosity filler here? It's mostly me just learning intermediate level Photoshop skills. Every now and then. Scattered. Yeah. I've seen I should, I I've seen shows with less plot. plot shoved in. To be fair, <laughs> right. I've definitely seen shows with, with which are worse at plot than that. Um, what do you have a favourite meme from that? Oh, a favourite meme from that. This is a real difficult question because you've made a lot of them. But is there is I've there one which sticks in your head them. as being like, this is the one? <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> I I have secretly in my own folder categorised them by a, a subjective kind of quality. Okay. Um, and also, the memes did get a lot better. Like, I got... Whatever it was I was doing, I got a lot better at doing it. Like, the early memes look like early memes. Oh, I'll tell you what. I did one that was, like, a favourite anime by region, and it was separating all the regions yes. of the UK. Yeah, and I'm looking that at this one, one now. That one made me laugh a lot because people thought it was real. And... <laughs> And they couldn't understand why Mr. Bean, the animated series, was included in that. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the UK is that as well? That is... That's the South Coast, isn't it? That's like yeah. just, just the South. I don't know what I'd call that. Yeah, just the South. We'll go with that. Um, no, I, I, I like that a lot. It's, it's, the, the choices there are excellent. They're interesting, right? If you think that's a real image, you will stop and think about that because the choices are puzzling. Yeah, like the idea that Dragon Ball GT would be anyone's favourite <laughs> anime. I know you've got Mr Bean there, but like yeah. the Dragon Ball GT is almost throwing me more than anything else. Yeah, and Dragon as someone Ball is not there. <laughs> as, yeah, exactly. You've got Dragon Ball, you've got Dragon Ball GT, but no Z. As someone who briefly tried to do a Dragon Ball GT watch-along podcast and stopped because I couldn't handle it... Um, mm. The idea that anyone would have that as their favourite is, is <laughs> you've got all of like Scotland, the very top of the UK, being like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 
And that could be true. That's the only data point that I yeah. think. That and Cowboy Bebop being Yorkshire's favourite anime. Yeah. I think those could genuinely be true. But the Northwest preferring Serial Experiments Lane to anything else. <laughs> I'd love it to be true. I'd love it. But there's, there's no world. There's no world where that's the case. I just appreciate Shin-Chan being included, personally. I saw Shin-Chan mm. when I was on holiday in Mallorca when I was about seven years old, I think. And it was in Spanish, I think. So it wasn't even in Japanese. It was in Spanish. I had no idea what was happening. And it was just fantastic. So it's sort of got, got a place in my heart since. And I've not watched it in English or, or anything. I have no idea what Shin-Chan's about, other than that, that moment that I saw it while on holiday. Really long running. It's got a pretty yeah. hype hype theme tune at the moment, I think. Or is it still it's still going? I think so, and there's still spin-off God. games. They just announced like new sh- crayon Shin Chan games for the Switch. That looks good. That game where it's sort of like slice of life Animal Crossing esque looks yeah. looks real cool. But you're a, you're a naughty child. That's the problem with Animal yeah. Crossing. You can't be naughty. It's just not supported by the game mechanics. In the original, it kind of was like animals would get angry at you. But I think the latest releases have been a lot more bowdlerized. Yeah, calm, nice, which yeah sometimes works, but not always. That's fine. At what, That's an acceptable flavour. Yeah. At what point did uh, Bilal's Far um, sort of start recommending your stuff? Like, were you just sort of like, did you know each other outside of Twitch, or was it like? Oh, that's funny. I've known Bilal for years and years. Like, oh, really? Okay, right. Yeah, I knew Bilal when he was just another open mic guy like me. Oh, right, okay. But then he, he had he that sort really... Because doing Twitch stuff as well around a similar sort of time, I think. Yeah, but his concept was just so much better. <laughs> <laughs> he just had this out-of-the-box great idea. Um, Which is the and football also, manager I, stuff. I ended up being very careful to like... Because when I wanted extra characters and stuff, I was like, ah, don't do because it was around the time of his stuff was taken off so the last thing i wanted was to be like looking like i was aping after him yeah. which is why i had to have an anime girl boss because i'm like the technology on this is just so different and it would look and feel different because i was squeamish about having an anime girl boss but i just couldn't think of another way to do it which wouldn't look like bilal's stuff just doing that as, as well which which i'm not sure is necessarily the case i mean it's um you are ultimately limited in what you can do as a solo person wanting to do this multiple character stuff on Twitch. You know, it's... um Oh, I know that. But just, you know, living in the comedy circuit, you're just always yeah. looking over to be like, does anything look like what I'm doing? Just yeah. Because it just doesn't feel good if you do spot someone doing something very similar to you. A lot of comedians don't get that feeling. I certainly didn't when I was aping Tim Key. Uh, so it's... it's um it's good that you you have that self awareness, I think, because um, because I think a lot of community is just very happy to just do whatever, and who cares if anyone else is also doing it. But I suppose it brings a sort of level of uniqueness to to your own stuff. Uh, what led on to more was Morecraft after Meme Machine then? Well, no, because you had so you had the, the, King, was... the King Maul stuff, right? That was the King Maul stuff. So yeah, King Maul was concurrent with Meme Machine, and they ended up having a, a little crossover at one point as well, um, which <laughs> overcomplicated things. But the idea, of, sure. um, the idea behind uh, King Maul was that I knew Crusader Kings Two was a really big, long, expansive, like 
strategy game, but also you could think of yes. it really as like a storytelling engine. It would just create like these these dynastic figures who would have their own weird little lives. And it felt like something you could imprint a narrative onto rather than just let people passively watch the gameplay. They could make some decisions. Decisions could be taken by poll. All major decisions taken by poll. People could pay to like name characters. But then uh, it was done with me and Ben Albert. Did I say that? No, you didn't. No. So that that I didn't have to play Crusader Kings too. So uh, I have a friend from comedy called Ben Ben Albra. Sorry, and he knows how to play it inside and out. And so I brought him on. Like I've tried playing it before. I I think I tried playing it when I was into Game of Thrones and did that Game of Thrones mod. And without Mm. like spending a few hours tutorializing yourself with the systems, it's it's not the clearest game of how to play it. Yeah, and it's because everything it does, it does a little bit differently in its own idiosyncratic way, which is completely justified by the game experience you can have once you're familiar with it. But yeah, yeah the onboarding process is uh, a lot. Um, but then me and Ben ended up... We ended up wanting to like give people more for that. And so to ensure like interesting things would happen, we made a wheel. And that wheel was full of like pre-planned events that uh, we thought would be interesting to trigger. Some good, some bad. It's just like a wheel of fortune. Yeah. And uh, that kept things going pretty well, and it was funny when like people died. And also we asked everyone, what would you like the objective to be? Crusader Kings 2 is kind of unique in that it doesn't have like a set objective. No. And you can just play until you want to stop. But I didn't want to stream it forever, which you would do if you <laughs> didn't have an objective. <laughs> And people got incredibly interested in whether they found out that there are are technically some animal entities that are like playable or you can have a horse in your court or sometimes you can have a bear in your court if certain random kind of joke events happen. And people got really interested. Could a bear become the Pope? Could the bear become the head of the, (laughs) the Catholic Church? And so Ben, who knows the game a lot better, said like, not no as in it's like impossible within the games, but no is in that it just would never, ever, ever happen. Yeah. Like astronomically hard to do. Like every cardinal would despise you because you're a bear and you need to be <laughs> voted for by a certain amount of cardinals and it's such a long bureaucratic process, the papacy. The idea that a bear would pass all those checks would be harder than like, flipping a coin it landing heads 500 times it, it won't happen wouldn't happen uh it, so it we, logistically could but but chances are basically completely against you yeah and then we put it to a poll all the suggestions of what people thought the long-term objective should be and it you, they, you basically unanimously want a bear to be the pope and wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't stop the stream until the bear became the pope so me and ben realized we probably can't play a fully vanilla game here then. No. <laughs> probably can't be not. fully vanilla if we want to ever stop playing this early point in the rest of our lives. Um, but also we ran out of all the events that we thought were like novel or interesting. So we just turned to like fully modding the game uh, <laughs> until it had loads of stuff in it that didn't make any sense. And the game started to become a bit unstable. <laughs> Different fonts started corrupting and certain events 
started triggering that shouldn't happen and we began to get really worried the game was going to break so we kind of put our thumb on the scales and created so we ended up instead of letting the game do anything we wrote storylines of what we thought would be nice to happen and then let them play out in the game but but we'd put them in there right okay so you sort of like created events for the game to actually so the game could actually run those events yeah, but then we graduated to just making events and didn't use the game engine to do it. So I built um, a game called Chaos Pong, which was a way of deciding binary decisions by letting the chat... I made... you know Twitch plays Pokemon? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I learned how that works, and I made my own Twitch plays, but for this Pong that I built. Um, <laughs> okay. Which, which, allowed, which allowed Twitch to control both paddles... The size of the paddle, the size of the ball, and the speed of the ball, with no higher or lower bounds for any of those parameters. You've got right into the chaotic territory again. Yeah, the ball could be so small it didn't render, or it could be so big it would fill the entire screen. <laughs> the And so could the paddles. The paddles could be so large that the ball simply cannot pass through it without reaching a speed so fast it just clips through it. <laughs> it was, I think... Very good, very good and, pong. And at this point, you're not even doing Crusader Kings, like it's, and this is still like within it, right? Uh, less and less. So in our final episode, where we got um, where we got a pope, a bear to be the pope, we didn't load up the game. We just didn't load up Crusader Kings two. We we graduated beyond the game, so <laughs> it was instead comprised of like three mini games. And then in like an FMV sequence, <laughs> <laughs> which again that, that was sounds nice. like a lot of effort to be to put into it. It was a lot of work. Yeah, I made a game called um, called uh, Templar. Uh, I can't remember what it was called actually. But you as a bear, you've got the lance of Longinus or Longinus, and. This was another Twitch plays. You can control the bear and you can control yep. the rotation of the lance and you can also fire the lance. And you need to um, get past loads of like enemy Templars and you've got to shoot the Pope with the lance three times. And, uh, and basically, you couldn't advance the stream until players had hit this. And it was very hard because it's Twitch plays, but in a real-time game. <laughs> uh there really were little things running towards you, but you'd have to deal with input delay. Um, but it's, and but I offered. It seems so important to you that your your audience is involved every step of the way, like in any sort every of every like, step of the way. Every everything that happens has to be run through your audience or from your audience and capacity. I mean, this goes all the way back to the Glang show as well. You know, it's it seems to be a very a big thing for you that the audience fundamentally gets involved. And I think I think the the rewards from that philosophy are so obvious when you just see people get really um, engaged with and feel a sense of ownership of something which is absolute nonsense, <laughs> absolute gobbledygook nonsense. But because they get input, like if I if I let any of these stories just play out and people could watch them passively, they would just think this is absolute. They just wouldn't engage with it because why would they? Why would they? But no, because they be feel a sense of responsibility over what's happened and they've contributed to this, 
It's like the blood is on their hands as well. They've got to deal with their own actions. So did you never had any real like bad apples or anything about in the bunch? Did people usually just play along within the spirit of everything? Everything I did was so unfindable by Twitch. And so I mean there's a natural filtering system because yeah. it's kind of so inaccessible that anyone like I think that just the kind of people that would be bad, naughty, rude, <laughs> couldn't find anything to cling on to. It was so odd. It wasn't just that someone's playing a game and someone could be like putting in expletives or being suggestive. Because what I was doing was so odd and everything else was going on was so odd. It's probably easy to go and be a troll somewhere else, I think. Yeah, it's very hard to troll something where the objective is ultimately nonsense. It's also hard to troll something you don't understand, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would it mean to disrupt this? <laughs> um, that that whole wheel decision thing, that stuck around as well through Mulcraft, right? I, I think so, so, anyway. Mulcraft was my idea of, of trying to... It was an experiment, an experiment that I think has gone very well. Uh, of what if you do this like more where the because my idea was what if you expand what the audience can do and then minimize what i can do so i get (laughs) less agency and just and and the audience has way more agency so the gimmicks on Minecraft are there's a minecraft realm anyone on our discord community or who can find our discord can go on it there is a channel that everyone except me can see to coordinate whatever they're doing right i only get to go on it once a week when i stream the wheel rather than being planned out by me in advance anyone who is watching can donate to add something to the wheel which is anything that can conceptually be realized within minecraft which is a heck of a lot so much stuff and also in the first episode, we or maybe it was the second episode. The first episode was just me looking at people's stuff and working out what's going on. In the second episode, we, we worked out what's our objective. And people asked that we uh, basically recreate the biblical story of Noah <laughs> where there is an impending flood and I have to collect seven of every animal. Right. Except this time... Seven I'm of every animal. To, in the original Noah story, it's seven. It's a, oh, really? Don't, we, we've had this. This, <laughs> this conversation's been... <laughs> Relitigated within the stream chat. Why is it seven? New, new people come. Why is it seven? I've got to say, oh, in the original Noah, it's seven, and, and I didn't choose this. People, people chose seven because it would be harder for me. Should have but some it sort of automatic chat thing, text. which just responds that whenever anyone asks it. We've got so we've got so many explanations coming out of that bloody night bot, <laughs> just trying to contextualise what's going on because. Because again, it's like a long-running story, and this one's yeah. now on like episode eighteen. So that represents eighteen weeks of lots of law happening. Yeah. Because so, so what they chose, yeah, to go to the moon. But obviously, there is no moon in Minecraft, and also you can't put loads of animals on a boat and then move the boat. It's just not supported. It's not possible. So there's been so. I mean, it, we're gonna do it. <laughs> we, I think. I think. I think it is happening. I think it can happen. 
Um, but how? Like this... even even with mods, that becomes like such an astronomical task, and like mobs mm. spawning and things. It's it, yes. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the moon doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm with you. No, so you how? can't how you say anything which hasn't come up multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is going to happen. <laughs> I, I sort of believe you. Like I think that's what's what's good about this is that I do, I do believe you here. Um, so, so with with that, so with like the whole server being created, you you have like these these people who are so dedicated to to watching your streams that they're going to spend presumably out. I mean, look, I'm looking at some of the stuff in in on the server, and it's it's some pretty like well built stuff. They're spending a long but time in the server doing this, then, right? And not and not I in the server. No I'm, I'm watching. I'm looking at some of your streams. Uh, okay, yeah. they've built up a lot of stuff, and I only see a fraction of it because, crucially, I don't know where to go. I don't know what no, they've been doing. Every now and again, I'll turn a corner and be like, "You built a whole city here." Yeah, but also, what they build and what they do reacts to what this plot is. So, I, my friend Mono, who um, manages the wheel and implementing the wheel, because I'm not allowed to know what yeah. the things on the wheel do; they just happen, and everyone in chat finds it funny because they know what's happening and I don't really know what's going on. I'm really on the back foot for a lot of it, which I hate. I'm, I'm never allowing this to happen again. Warcraft <laughs> one-off. I hate how little knowledge I get of what's going on. Um, but they get to then go off and like change the world to react to what bit of story has been established in the week. So someone has dedicated their entire... Almost all of the stream time Every week, never fail, they they wear a squid avatar and they follow me at a short distance. And when I look at them, they throw out a few loaves of bread at me. Every I time. I call them squiddy. They never speak. They've never tried to do anything. They just do that. Oh, so that's not someone it, you've asked to do that. That's someone who's just no, I don't doing know that, that of their own accord. For, for months. God, I was going to ask about that. Like it's it's I just assume like these are just extra characters like like in your previous streams that that's actually someone just doing that of their own because they want to. Every character, every NPC, there are loads of NPCs that are just people that have decided I'm a character that does this. I run this office, so if you come in here to use the office, I'm in here and I'm the clerk or I'm the <laughs> HR. What have like, you wrought? So- what have you done no, here? Let me, t- let me tell you the best one, right? Because I didn't know who Squiddy is, and I couldn't work out if Squiddy's on my side or not. And at one point, there was a wheel donation that told me I could sacrifice something, and whatever I sacrifice, I'd, like, get a reward for. Okay. And I decided to do a funeral pyre where I put Squiddy on the Ark and then set the Ark on fire, which did set us back quite a way, actually, because we <laughs> lost the Ark. I bet. Um, but then Squiddy had died, and everyone was very sad. And then when I came back the next week, there was this massive replica of Squiddy's head. <laughs> and when you go in it, it warps you to purgatory. And there's like an office assistant in purgatory. And then you can go to heaven or hell. Right. And it was this whole like fully built community created mini adventure where there is squid heaven and squid hell. And I get to go to both and talk to NPCs. What the fuck? And like in hell... There was my uncle, who we met at a different point. My uncle was like a, an old boomer who's obsessed with getting gold and not letting everyone else have it. And he died trying to save a dolphin in a bit of a redemptive arc. But then he was in hell in a cage. Right. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot going on there. 
it, and like people couldn't get that i haven't asked anyone to do any of this stuff no that's what that's what's particularly interesting about this it must feel pretty good i mean people do comedy because they i mean want money i suppose but also like ultimately to create something and to get laughter which is which is the ultimate reward right of of, of doing comedy is that people find you funny and enjoy your stuff but the but people spending significant amount of times to create things for you to go through that's got to feel pretty good yeah i guess it does it it does feel like an extension of what i've been doing for forevs and it's in it's a, a also a ballooning of it like i've i've got yeah. quite a, a cohesive little community now of people who are i would say genuine friends i think you know we can talk a lot about power of social relationships but people have made a lot of actually i think pretty close friendships during a very lonely time yeah um and i think you know i've just never been that into performances where I'm always worried about how people get really aggrandized by being like this sole figure that people look to and they have a massive audience. And I've tried to exist within performance and comedy spaces by actually going, well, maybe we're all like a machine that that creates the comedy. And the joke is that I've turned the machine off and now I can't, I've turned it on (laughs) and now I can't turn it off and now I'm trapped. And that's the the one joke I do. You're caught in a giant (laughs) escape room of your own, creation essentially which is just warping mm. itself around you that's truly fascinating because these people people must be spending like like really long time creating this stuff you don't just create heaven yeah, in minecraft in a day well or maybe you do. i think they like have teams and, and some of them are like real competent at building stuff it seems right but yeah some people must some people must put in good chunk of time because it's a it's a survival server as well right so they can't just generate the stuff they need to create to build things yeah it's a survival server yeah so they're going out and they're getting this stuff to actually build with it yes that's and it's harder now because the everything below 30 is flooded the flood is uh diamonds you can't get them anymore (laughs) it's flooded yeah it's flooded all the diamond layers are flooded (laughs) you'll drown So, like, people are now moving their houses away from um, sea level because they'll flood soon. Oh, so Ben Shapiro was right. Well, they're not selling them, are they? Oh, they're right, doing it okay. at great they're personal just, expense. They're just moving they're not, it themselves. They're not, yeah, they're not selling them to someone else. What to who? Aquaman? No way. <laughs> um, so, uh, alongside copyright, this, hate then... bomber guy, obviously. Just yeah, of course. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case anyone wants to type in, but like, that's stolen. (laughs) It's so wary of that. It's good. Um, Alongside this, and you've also been learning to make music uh, by recreating from memory the original soundtrack to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And I'm nearly done. Yeah, you're you're, you're, one more, right? Just which is tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is f- uh, final zone, and it, honestly, that that track sucks. That track, yeah, really bad. <laughs> yeah, it does. No one ever. I really, don't really it's, remember. It's it. difficult to get to, so not many people hear it anyway. So I, I'm surprised that you're doing that from. So, so how do these work then? You come, you come onto the stream itself, and you, you've you've got your your music creation software. What's what's your like start what's point and then end point here? <laughs> Uh, well, as ever, um, people can <laughs> donate for me to add non-canon elements yeah. into, 
And those non-canon elements really sort of take over and make my life a lot harder. That, like, it's hard enough. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to remember every element of a track that I heard in my childhood. Yeah. That's hard enough. Um, and then, of course, now on top of that, I've got to sample the young ones or I've got to... <laughs> someone comes on Discord and plays a trumpet from their bathroom through Discord and I've got to use that. <laughs> so it's not um, just a, not just a, a self-taught... Um, stream you you also of course have to incorporate things which allow people to donate money to you um there's always two more elements in my streams than than yeah. there needs to be i think so so what what are the elements for this stream then what the ones coming up you know for for the for the sonic streams like how how do these how do these work then the, the sonic music streams they're real simple compared to that you just donate and i and i add what you've suggested to a big list and i'll try and do as much of that list as possible and i've cleared more than i haven't cleared there's still plenty of stuff that possibly won't get in because fundamentally i want the album to be a nice sounding artifact at the end and i don't want to ruin the musicality of it just to fulfill this and i've just tried to it's a bit of a bitter pill i think because i've tried to be a bit more purist about honoring all donations but i just really want to ensure that there's a nice artifact at the end they're good um, like the the songs are, are actually i mean I, I know they're based off ultimately off of um, original sonic music but they're they're really good I, i've listened i was listening through some of them earlier um what i especially like are they i can't listen to the sound i've not been allowed to check how close i've been to wait so even even after doing a song you'd not be able to go back and check so what's going to happen is once i finish the last one I'll do one long stream where I'm just going to check the mix and maybe make a few changes and everything. And then I'm going to listen to the Sonic soundtrack. And the moment I listen to any of the Sonic soundtrack, that's it. I'm not allowed to touch anything ever again. Right. That's like the lid shut. But no, I've not checked on anything since. It'll be too tempting. That was going to be be my my other question of whether you're listening to songs ahead of time in order to rejig your memory or anything. Oh, no, no. I've not listened to it since childhood. God, okay. Um, fairly I've accurate. I've not listened to it since like, I was in school. For for the... Certainly the first few are the ones which I have the most memory of because those are the levels I played the most. They're, they're fairly accurate. Until you get to moments where you've got people shouting in the background, <laughs> which was not in the original songs. Yeah, and the bit... My favourite of that is just Marble Zone. I think it's quite accurate, but it descends yeah. into marble facts of people it, just giving it facts does. about marble stone that seems to be like a theme for most of the songs is that the for the first half of the song it's a fairly accurate or as accurate as you can be sort of representation of your memory of the song and then it feels like in the second half is where it becomes a bit (laughs) weirder yeah (laughs) well i think you know because because you've set yourself up you're doing a sonic album you want to like front and center the fact i do remember the track look here's what i think the track sounds like but then i end up with all this extra stuff while fulfilling donations and just i need more because if i put all the nation stuff on that bit it won't sound like sonic so people would think i haven't remembered it or or know how to recreate it so i kind of want to be like i've just got a front and center i think I, i can make this and this is what i think it sounds like and i think it's reasonably accurate and then here's just some other stuff. <laughs> there's just some other things that I, I have to include. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. just madness. So you've got one more. I mean, by the time this goes out, you'll have already done the last stream. 
I mean, uh, the you would have done yes. the the final song because this is going out uh, a week after we recorded this. Um, what uh, when when are you doing the the like start to finish stream of that? I don't know actually, because because I think I might want a long time to do that, and it might sure. be just not on a normal day. So I haven't really planned it. I kind of imagine that would be really boring. <laughs> it's just me doing that. It's not going to be fun. I just, you know, I make all these with a set time frame. Yeah. So I just have to be like, that's it done, I think, and I'm going to ship it. But of course, music, you want to you wanna just sit and tweak the knobs and just change things slightly over many hours. So I might just do a boring mix stream to, to get that done. No suggestions, no, no craziness, just... We're gonna do it for real now. Yeah, there's been a trend, like amongst, do you know the people you mentioned before, Fox Dog and, and Jane, yeah. and a few people like that, where sometimes you do in a, you want to do a stream where there's a good reason for it to be a stream, but you want to set people's expectations. So I know like Fox Dog, they do a lot of coding. They yeah. just use like they put boring in brackets at the beginning. Yeah, and I I fully get why you want to do that sometimes. And Jane, that would be Jane, it would be her Sunday it. knitting streams, wouldn't it? In a similar sort of like way, where it would I think doing... she puts not comedy, yeah, yeah. So you, you think you do something similar for for this then? Yeah, just so people know, I'm no, not here to entertain. No hijinks. I am <laughs> the reason the stream is on is to keep my is to blinker my attention on this one task. Yeah. Do you find you you are you quite bad for getting distracted while you're doing things? Then even even hobbies. Oh, I mean, I get distracted on the stream when I clearly just have one task to do. Because <laughs> I got rid of my smartphone because I found that I was distracted by things that I even wanted to do by this little rectangle in my hand. Uh, so I, I had to get rid of it because I wasn't enjoying my, like, life, I suppose. Um, oh, that's I, interesting. Are you are you sans phone or are you on, like, simple phone? I I have a Nokia, like one of those old yeah. Nokias which can play, like, Snake and things, but that that's it. That's all it can do. Um, because it's just it, I don't know. I don't know if you find this, but especially in the past year, f- really f- like finding time to enjoy stuff has been sometimes a bit more difficult. And I, I find that even when I am then enjoying things, if I'm distracted by something else, it it just becomes like I just can't enjoy anything. Yeah, I'm fully with you. I'm I've definitely been trying to limit my exposure to like I'm off. Last year, I just decided. To, that's the end of Facebook. Me right, and Facebook okay. have no relationship now, and I'm I'm creating limits on my exposure to Twitter. Yeah, um, just because I'm at home all yeah. the time, and so you know, normally my Twitter sessions would be broken up by bits of life I have to go and do, but now I'm mainly doing them in the house, or a lot of it's on the computer, which um, you can go on Twitter on the computer. You can. That's the worst bit. Yeah, I, I find I've got two screens on my computer, so I, I do tend to find that the second screen can act as a distraction as well sometimes. But you mm. know, I, t- I try to limit my computer use to outside of work now, or only using computer when I'm actually working. Um, what What do you think you do next? Then I mean, I mentioned I mentioned before that I say I mentioned as if I'm breaking the news, but the lock- lockdown is ending. Uh, do you see yourself going back to normal? comedy again after this do you see the streams continuing like due to the, the, the success that you're finding with them like what what happens 
next, I suppose? Or have you not even thought about it? No, I, I, I'm now thinking about it. Well, right, right now. Well, and now, but also gen- generally now, generally is, you know, the end of lockdown and stuff is in sight. Yeah. Not, well, not in lockdown, but, you know, the end of Yeah, the end of restrictions, yeah. Um, the one big thing, and I, I think a lot of us have been talking about this, is that streaming or even just not doing comedy for a while really makes you, like, look at it in a new light and kind of renegotiate your relationship with it. Yeah. Because if I can make... I mean, if you just want to talk bottom line, and it's not really about bottom line. A lot of what I like about streaming is a lot more to do with... um, Yeah, I'll talk bottom line in a second. Bottom line is kind of boring. But what I really like about streaming is... You know, if you go and do a good gig... Like, if you're talking about artistic fulfilment, whether it's by feeling that something's gone well and it was meaningful, but or also that you're making an impact and people feel good about your work and that in turn makes you feel good, which is, you know, what, what people are gunning for. Yeah. It's that in a stream, you can feel that a lot better. Because if you do a show and it goes well, firstly, it's I kind of think it's gauche to stand out in a public area where people might compliment you. Yes. I think some people do that quite ostentatiously and it doesn't feel great. Sure. Um, But still, people might go, I love that, that was great. And you just go, oh, yeah, cheers. Like like people go go past the bar afterwards just to see if anyone says anything as they're walking by. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and But still, like compliments can come your way if you've had a good show. Yeah. Uh, But you or you're obliged to hide from them and dodge them as best as you can. <laughs> yeah. But it still feels like kind of shallow because the amount of exposure they've had to you is pretty fleeting. You were an act on a bill most of the time. There for 10 to 20 minutes. Sometime. Yeah, and there yeah. still were people that would say, like, I'm a Sean Morley fan. I like what he does. I will go and see him. Yeah. But the degree to which you can create that kind of committed exposures mainly done through comedy festivals where you can do longer more interesting things um and whereas compared to that in the stream there are people who have watched me for maybe hundreds of hours i've streamed over 300 hours it's a lot and i would say there are people who've watched 300 hours so people come they come every stream and that kind of engagement and that kind of community building, like we all just talk to each other on Discord over the week. Yeah. You cannot you cannot create something remotely like that in the live circuit. And I feel like my catchment to find people interested in what I'm doing, and it's always been a weird niche thing that I've been gunning for. It's now not limited by geography. It, like there are people who watch me in other countries, other continents. It's yeah, it's it's, it's more that you you've got more reach now than you ever could have had before. But I suppose uh, on the flip side of that, you're not necessarily always reaching new people. Like no one's no one's going to easily discover a, a Twitch stream like someone would see you on a bill at a comedy a comedy show. But maybe that's not needed. You know, once you once you've got that that set group of people, maybe that's that's all you need for this. 
It is an issue. Like, in order for me to feel like it's a good thing, I need to feel like I can grow and I need yeah. to think about my content and how accessible my weird world building is to new people. <laughs> Which is why, at the moment, my only major concession to that is that they have finite lifespans and we can start a new thing that yeah. new people can, can, can watch along with. But at the same time, who's going to jump on board for me in a big way? If I do a gig in January and I've got to do like an eight-hour round trip to London for it, what percentage of those people will ever see me again or come see me in Edinburgh yeah, or, or, you know, anything? What 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 percentage of that is an investment in the future? Um, and, they, and that is not me shitting on live comedy compared to streaming. That's a, that's a big question. And I wonder if a lot of us who have been streaming are, like, grappling with it at the moment because... I can make more money on a stream than I can at a lot of like mid to low tier nights. Yeah. But how can you do a comedy career if you only do the nights that pay you really well because they're rare, rarer, you know? Absolutely. And you need to perform a lot to be a competent comedian. So, so you're having you're having I to do these, like- a lot of these smaller things which which don't feel as fruitful. And they're not as fruitful but it doesn't feel like you can cut them out but you know I, I i can make more money on a wednesday through streaming than you could ever ever make live because wednesday is an absolute dead night yeah of course no one runs a, a thing on wednesday because it's hump day you know it's the middle of the work week who wants to do anything then no one yeah apart from people who watch your stream apparently well, because they're at home, you don't have to go out. It's no expenditure of energy to pop a thing on. No. It's an expenditure of energy to pop your coat on when you've just got back from work. Yes, that's completely right. That's, that's in, it's interesting, isn't it? So so do you reckon you could do like a, a balance of things then? Like maybe do less live comedy than you were before so that you can then also do these streams? Or, or are you just not sure yet? My aim is a balance. My aim is some kind of a balance. Perform less, stream the same amount, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Because um, cause obviously not doing one and just doing the other feels unwise. Yeah. Like, I currently have, you know, I don't want to say, because compared to streamers, some streamers have loads of people, but I, I have had some moderate success on Twitch and I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, oh yeah, you're getting hundreds of views on your on each video. You know, on each stream that you do, you you get getting like over 200 people watching it, which is I'm, I'm not I'm not sure how Twitch counts those viewers, but that's that's the metric great. that Twitch really cares about is average view count while you're live. Right, okay. Um and so that really it's fluctuated. I think it's a tiny bit less than it was and a few people talked about like Twitch fatigue. That like a lot of people that were massively learning about this new platform have not kept up the stamina to watch long streams every right. week. But still, I'm like, there's at least twenty to thirty people per thing that sit and watch the thing from for three and a half hours. And that's you know that's about. that's what some a lot of gigs are really. You know, it's it's that's that's great. Well. I think compare that to a comedy club and like a, a, a an indie comedy club, like a nice indie comedy club, normally doesn't have that much more than fifty people in yeah, exactly. it. Exactly, and without a doubt, ten of them are going to think it's shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you know 
you know, no comedy clubs like full of people who love it. There's always some people who hate it. Yeah. Uh, and you don't feel like you've disadvantaged someone the same way. I don't know. I like live comedy, and I really want to do. I really want to do festivals again because those were like, they feel like the nicest and most impactful places. And I had to cancel my live tour, so I have to have a, a, a nationwide tour with my with my show that obviously couldn't go ahead. Oh, wow, yeah. And and I miss I miss that. I miss traveling. I miss performing, but my head's been so out of it. I I haven't been. Whenever I think of ideas, now I think of something that will be broadcast through a screen. I'd have to like set my head back of hard to get back into over my head a year space. just to yeah. think about of yeah. Because imagine, you know, you can set up a really complicated thing over three hours, and and you learn it was so hard to talk for three hours when I first That's... started, and now I'm so calibrated to that. Yeah, trying to be like ten minutes, bang, 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 bang. It's going to be a real shift. <laughs> Learning it all again, essentially, is yeah, yeah. But now I'm going to be annoyed by it because I'm like, this is so limiting. How do I get like a big <laughs> owl to come in? I just can't have a big owl come in. You telling me you got no owl at the venue? What about my artistic vision? <laughs> you have to bring the owls with you, as the rule. Not allowed. Not allowed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no live animals. Health and bloody safety. <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to do it, am I? Not no, allowed to just course. take an owl and bring it around. Probably, I think that probably would be legitimately illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of law around what animals can do performance-wise. Um, yeah, you're not a circus, I trust. You've you've placed your trust well there. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good trusting. Well, if you were, maybe you could do something with an owl. But I don't know, maybe get a circus license. Maybe something to look at. Great, so I'm going to be a stand-up streamer and I'll be a circus. <laughs> Spreading myself real thin. Just chucking some ideas out there. Well, Sean, that's, um, that's, it's been really great to hear about all this stuff. It's, um, that's all incredibly interesting. It's, it's, um, and I, I hope it, whatever it is you end up doing next, you, you do figure it out and it, it works out well for you. If people want to find you on the internet, where could they go to find you? Yeah, just Sean Mall, S-E-A-N-M-O-R-L. It's not my name. My name's Sean Morley. But Sean Uh, Mall is a unique string that I've managed to get on most platforms. Yeah. So uh, look for me there. So that's that's, uh, that's on Twitch, that's on Twitter, um, Mm -hmm. and YouTube as well. Even YouTube, even YouTube, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Sean. I I appreciate you chatting to me about all this. Uh, Hopefully you had a good time. Um, Yeah, Cheers. How do, how do you end these Cheers. things? Thank you for how having me. How do you end a conversation? Thank you. <laughs> just, uh, just, just end. Just stop talking. Okay, let's try that. It's the end. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>